I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Jim. I'm Kevin. And we're cracking open Kevin? some cold ones. <laughs> Jim's Jim's cracking open a cold one of uh, Diet Coke that you left here. Because no one else Diet was Coke, Riff. ever going to drink oh. that. Oh, this is really good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What are we having? What are we having today, Kevin? We're having a St. Archer Hazy IPA. Uh, we've we've tried their pale ale in the past. Oh, holy shit, that is good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> wow, the the, the 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 shock in your voices. <laughs> well, because we we like Saint Archer, but we uh, we like only know a handful of their beers. I guess they've got a bunch of things that we've never seen before. And it's like relatively infrequent that you try a new beer and it's like really good. That's true. It's often fine, yeah. you know. But like, I remember the first time we tried Grapefruit Sculpin oh, yeah. at that beer festival thing. We're like, holy shit, that is one of the best things I have ever tasted. And then suddenly it was everywhere. And that brewery got bought by InBev or something. Oh, did they? Like right up. Yeah. It happened right before we went to their, you know, like maybe four years ago when we went to San Diego for my birthday. Um, huh. And we went to the tasting Sculpin room? tasting room there. And the yeah, the ballast that point. point. They hit, oh, the ballast point. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, it's time for episode number 372 of Video Games Hot right. Dog, a podcast about beverages. <laughs> <laughs> this Diet Coke tastes like artificial sweetener. Nice. That's what you want, right? That's what, you, that's what you're there for. It has no sugar or calories, so yeah, it has to taste it, like something. It, it should have no, like, I want as many zeros as possible in this, like, it's got zero caffeine. Okay. It's got Wait, zero. Do you really want it to have zero caffeine? I, I want it to have zero mass. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's... I want to be drinking zero point energy. Element zero. Uh-huh. I'm Element zero a... is responsible for the mass effect, on the, right? On the like periodontic it's... table. I've got I've got monster energy. Is that close? It's pretty close. Zach, I get I I, I don't know, but I feel like you think that my feelings about the title of the show are like a joke. Like I'm joking about how it should be called. Like what was it? Oh, like, an internet, a pirate radio no, show I, I on the we, internet. Like I really want it to be named that. <clears throat> what colon? And like, welcome to episode three hundred and seventy-two of Video Games Hot Dog, a pirate radio show on the internet. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, we're set for this episode. It's true. We do. We do uh, need to sort of declare our independence. We're not. A, we're not owned by by a Gimlet Media. Yeah, we're not a. We're not a Radiotopia joint. That is increasingly false about. <laughs> A lot of the podcasts that I listen to, even. we're not part of the Great Big Owl Network, it's which true. then makes a noise that freaks my cat out. <laughs> <laughs> we're not on Earwolf or Stitcher Premium or. Uh, Why true, is your not... cat wearing headphones? Uh, so when I'm at home sleeping alone, I just because Roxy the cat will chew on oh. headphones. I uh, and you don't I, use I just. Use the speakerphone. AirPods in, the, in your sleep because you're afraid to eat No, you know, I, so I do use my AirPods when I sleep at my girlfriend's place, which I did last night, and for the first time, lost one of them. <gasps> oh, and no. And uh, I had to, I had to uh, I crank up Knights of Sidonia by Muse as loud as possible <laughs> so that there would be just like an ear-splitting wail coming out of them so that I could find. I was only using one, but I found it right away. <laughs> Anyway, so I recommend I Knights would... of Sidonia by Muse if <laughs> you ever a, lose your AirPods. That's a good way to find your wireless headphones as long as they're close enough, as long, well, as, long as they're within range. how far away could it have gotten, right? Yeah, like, yeah. it fell out of maybe, my ear. Well, I was, you, if you were sleepwalking, anyway. I initially thought maybe it fell into my ear and I swallowed it, but then I remembered those things aren't connected. <laughs> fell yeah, into that your sounds ear like dream logic to and me. you swallowed it. <laughs> yeah, you know, like... But, 
like how you poison a Hamlet's dad. <laughs> can't you? Can't you? You've seen that trick where somebody like takes a like a spaghetti noodle and they thring, thread it in through their ear and then bring it out their mouth and then threads it back in through their nose and it comes out their butt. <laughs> Eventually, it take yeah, it takes longer for that last <laughs> that bit. second. The second phase takes eight hours. I, I think you also have to kick them so hard first. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is the ear to mouth thing real? I don't think so. I mean, it drains I mean, like they're, your eustachian tubes to each other. drain into your. I think if you were actually mouth, able to are, to traverse those, you would have a lot of problems. They are behind the eustachian tubes are behind the eardrum, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd have to okay. puncture the eardrum, which would be incredibly painful. And then, uh, I think they're also really t- like the ducts are really tiny. Right. Yeah, I know it's very like dysfunction in them is very common because it takes almost no inflammation or foreign bodies to plug them up. U station tube. That was my favorite U uh, two album. <laughs> what U uh, two album is that? Zoo station. Zuropa? Were you thinking of? Oh, Zoo station, just the song. I, I think it wasn't even that. What? Also, Zoo just station. U2 yeah. is the first syllables of Eustation. That, yeah, that's, so. I know. That's why I stopped. <laughs> oh, wow, it really is. That's why I stopped. That's great. Maybe that's what U2 is short for. <laughs> <laughs> that hey, would make sense. put some of this into your Eustation tubes. You can listen to it even if you've been deafened by having your eardrums. Eustation is the song. Zeus, oh, is and Zero it's on Zero 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 Yeah. Oh. Hmm. That was the only U2 album I ever owned. Anyway. That was the only U2 album you've ever owned? Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. What about the one that Apple gave away for free? Yeah, you oh, might have fuck. You might have owned that one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I probably still own that one. I don't use iTunes for anything, so I never see the shit that randomly shows up in iTunes. Like that one thing that ha- it happened once, and I don't think ever again. Seems like a bunch of people were mad about that. I, I think it's probably hipsters who don't want to be seen with with you two on their playlist or just people who don't want like a hundred megs of data randomly yeah i mean if it, if it was set to auto download that would be a bummer like i need i might need that hundred megs for something yeah like what more episodes of podcasts from various podcast networks that we're not on and never will be because <laughs> we have integrity <laughs> and also we don't have a it was a letter of mark from the Spanish government. <laughs> we don't have a uh, man. Yeah, if there was another bit, we don't have a letter of mark from Jesse Thorne. Is that like being knighted? <laughs> yeah, letter of mark meant you could freeboot. Isn't that like it? It allowed you to legally pirate. Yeah, pirate ships. the the that Whoa. nation's enemies. I think. Yeah, it's pretty uh, good. I'm kind of out of it because I spent the entire day in my bathroom huffing paint fumes. Just, just for, for like recreational? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like I like being in there because then when I pass you out, record I can, an album on your forehead. in a nice cool bathtub. Um, oh, yeah, like Beck. <laughs> Is that what that was about? Was that what you were? I was, re- I was referring to Ween. Oh, oh. Uh, that's, they, they rigged those gas masks up with uh, Scotch Bright. Or Scotch Guard, right, right, right. Okay, light bright. Supposedly, was it? Was it? Uh, was it? Did Beck talk about huffing paint? That yeah. seems like the sort of thing he would lie about. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't he? 
a Scientologist? Scientologist? I was about to say, yes. do they have do they have any prescriptions against like against drugs, drugs? and alcohol? Y- yes, there are uh, a number of drugs you're not allowed to have ever taken and be a Scientologist. Ever taken? Yeah. Really? Huh. LSD. Are they for example? really? Because Ron Hubbard definitely did a ton of acid. Yeah, well, I, I'm not saying they're uh, not hypocrites. Okay. Oh. Um. Yeah, I, I was. I'm remodeling my bathroom myself. What are you turning it into? Ill-advised. Uh, different bathroom. Okay. Just like a nicer bathroom with fewer colors. That's a that's like a boring transformer. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, this bathroom very slowly. Well, at first it transforms into an extremely inconvenient room in a house with zero toilets. Uh, and then hopefully it someday. Well, what did you do with your old toilet? Well, that's on the porch. I'm still, gonna, still a toilet. So the old sink I put out, I attached it to the fence outside and then planted some rosemary in it. And I think I'm going to put the toilet next to it and plant like that's flowers and ivy in the toilet. Uh, and then I'll, I can say, oh, there's the mailman. Here's the second bathroom. (laughs) It's behind the house. The mailman better not go into my backyard. Yeah. (laughs) They'll set off this perimeter turrets. (laughs) (laughs) From your hello neighbor tribute yard. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Tribute yard. (laughs) I feel like that's something you see like at Christmas and Halloween. Okay. Yeah. This yard is now a tribute to the nightmare before Christmas. (laughs) Right. The inflatable god can you describe things that are gaudy god. generally as god like things that are campy you can describe as camp sure right? uh-huh. yeah uh so i apologize for being all, all painty brain cells i don't have anymore i had the exhaust fan on but also the heater was on which is probably a bad idea did you watch the final episode of Game of Thrones? I didn't. I saw exactly one episode of Game of Thrones in my life. Penult- and it was the, the next to last episode. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I know. I think I know what happened. Cool. Was Was there a dragon named Drogon? Yeah. There was. <laughs> I saw it spelled D R O G A N enough times that I thought that's what it was and so then I made jokes about it as though it were that but it's actually D-R-O-G-O-N and apparently it's named after Cal Drogo who was the Jason Momoa character. Okay. Um, it's, it's even more appropriate that one letter is changed because all the names in Song of Fire and Ice are just regular ass English names with one letter changed to make them sound fantasy and dumb. So, what is Daenerys? Bobson D- Dugnut. Yeah. Daenerys. <laughs> yes. And Sleeve McDykel. <laughs> no, what seriously though, what is Daenerys? What is the one letter variant of Daenerys? All right, well, ninety percent then. Okay. <laughs> All right. I like how the old king was just named Bob. What, what about uh John? Jo- Joffrey <laughs> is is my favorite example of of this. Yeah, that's a good one. How is that wait what how is that spelled that's not right? Well, it would be Jeffrey with an O. But what is... What about G-O-F-F-R-E-Y, which is Jeffrey with an O? Yeah, that's a real name. Jeffrey with an O, which is what makes it Jeffrey. (laughs) (laughs) I guess George is just Gurge with an O. (laughs) I mean, if if you can... So the equivalent Game of Thrones person would just be named Jorge. If you can spell Jeffrey by removing the O and just having an E... Why not also be able to spell it by just removing the E and only have an O? That would be Goffrey. Well. 
Why is it which which is would also which also sounds like a perfectly valid Game of Thrones name. <laughs> it does. D- okay, so everything that I've ever seen of the Jon Snow character is him just standing there looking like an absolute dipshit. Yeah, did you did you see the like comparison of all the male Game of Thrones characters to sandwiches? No. Weird. There's a there's there's an article that just like if they were sandwiches, what would they be? Is and he just like white bread he, with salt and pepper on it or white something? White bread with nothing on it. White bread with nothing on it. <laughs> add add absolutely anything to make it more interesting was was that what it what it said. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, anyway. Did you watch the finale? I did. I did watch the finale. Did you love it? I didn't. It was fine. Like not having anything invested in any of these characters meant that it was kind of actually really boring. Like I, I didn't understand what was supposed to be bad about the one that I saw. It's like, oh, okay, this murder lady, that's fine. But like, no, we liked her. But I thought everyone in the whole show was supposed to be like treacherous and murdery all the time. Yeah. But I mean, the the I think the one of the favorite characters a lot of people is Arya, who's a, like literally an assassin. Yeah, her, uh, I, I haven't watched the series. I only know the books, but her, her training and, and like her, character progression from being like this this kidnapped uh noble girl to becoming like a badass assassin is probably the most interesting part of those books she also has some sort of like power to like change her face to look like anybody and just like doesn't use it ever but she's like three and a half feet tall that seems like it would be very i don't know she, does she also have a buddy who has a really big trench coat? <laughs> like it's a series of different height buddies. Yeah. Uh, badass assassin ha- just has ass in it three times in a row. Oh, that's, that's true. true. Nice. Uh, what have you been up to, Jim? Um, I uh, I watched uh, or I have have been watching a series on Netflix called Hip Hop Evolution. Oh yeah, which is pretty fun it's like i i had i feel like i i learned a lot of this stuff just through osmosis but it was interesting seeing all the context for it like is it just like a historical romp through the season progress of hip-hop season one is up through like the early 90s so like it it starts like there are five episodes it starts out with like talking about grandmaster flash like getting past the taboo of touching the record Okay. Uh, in order to beat match and um, wasn't there that like one like, up sounds birthday party or something that was like the birth of uh, of I, all hip hop or something? I don't know if I buy that, but like there was a um, they 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 definitely had like language along those lines in the documentary. But apparently, like DJ Cool Herc was running was was hosting uh, parties where he would, and this was his big innovation was to play just the breakdowns from a bunch oh. of, of funk and disco records. Okay. How and so how did how did that work? Did you like did you actually mark on the record where to drop the needle? So this is apparently something that was apparently uh one of Grandmaster Flash's innovations was to um was to mark where the part the part you want to queue up, put the needle nearby, find the actual part by like listening with with the sound going out to the speakers oh, right. muted it's just in your headphones 
I see. Um, and finding it by like moving the record physically with your hand. And then he's like, oh, this sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, there's that too. Yeah. And so, how huh. do you get it to loop? Uh, you you have, have the same record on two turntables? Exactly. Yes. Wow. Huh. Yeah. That seems like it would require more precision than most people would have. I well, I, I imagine you have to practice yeah, a lot. It's, yeah. it's definitely a learning Damn. skill. I I remember trying it a little bit when uh, uh, when I did uh, uh, lasers at raves a bunch because the a guy that uh, uh, that I was housemates with had a couple of turntables because he was trying to learn it too, and it's it's surprisingly difficult to to get beat matching right. Yeah, I can imagine. I definitely got to the point where I could like have a song and then transition it into another song if I knew that it had a similar, like, I could, like, Roy had a mixer that was designed for this, and it had, like, a you could tap along with the beat button. To, like, get the beat, to get the BPM. To, like, get the BPM into. Oh, interesting. Onto a readout, and then you could adjust it, right? Mm. And then you'd. Do the oh. same thing on the other one, and then you could adjust the BPM playing vinyl? on that one. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So it was actually it was that was actually like physical, not physical, but like a, like a HUD assisting you. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, fucking yeah. Neat. cool. Actually, all, and all it did was all it did was like you had to tap along with it, right? And it was just, but it was like it's like oh, okay, this this will work. And like while you're playing a song, you can just be like, this is just for like DJing at a party, not like doing tricks, right? Right. But like you can be listening to other songs to find one that's similar enough that people won't notice you gradually slowing down the previous song right. towards the end. Of, <laughs> right. I don't know. That was as far as I got with it. But what call did they have in the beginning to have two turntables, two turntables with a mixer? Yeah. Was that like a setup that was used yeah, for some I other application? Was, I, I think it was. No, I think it was for parties. I think it was for transitioning from one song to the other. But they just didn't have beat matching until someone invented that. Huh. Because that, yeah. that does like, that must have felt kind of like magic. The first, like, if, I, you're, I have to if you were yeah. like on a dance floor and like a second song starts and you don't even really notice, you're like, what oh, is going yeah, on? Yeah. It was I, I, at, at raves, it was super noticeable if, if the DJ screwed that up because you'd lose your groove immediately. You'd like stumble. Yeah. If if huh. you were into the dancing yeah, well, and the beat didn't that, match in the next song, I imagine it would be like a magic trick the first time, where like twenty minutes in, you're like, wait a second, where's the end of this song? Right. But yeah. I, if you like, once you're past that one magic trick, then they just have to keep doing it, or mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Oh, you, it's you like the fastest annoyed. transition from like from magic to like this is just yeah. The to new now normal. I'm gonna be pissed yeah. if you don't do <laughs> yeah. this yeah, incredible exactly. thing that yeah. I was so impressed yeah. by five uh, minutes ago. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it it covers like uh rapping as entertainment at parties and rap battles and it was almost a decade before someone uh had the idea of making a rap record and selling it, which is oh, like huh. really surprising and interesting to me. It was just but at that point like it's seemingly everybody in the Bronx, like every black kid's hobby was rapping because to tell the story of like the people, the, the the person who decided to uh, put together a rap record, just kind of like went onto the street and started asking people, and immediately found three people good enough to record. They they became Sugar Hill Gang and and recorded Rapper's Delight in one take. Wow, <laughs> I guess that song makes more sense as a thing that d- hadn't been like really edited, as, and and also as a thing that like 
this is what you do to entertain people at parties. Right. Yeah, that was super interesting. So what is this called again? Hip hop. Hip hop evolution. Evolution. Yeah. Did you guys the, see the uh, the that clip that was going around of why He Man had Battle Cat? Fuck yes. So that it was from Put a fucking saddle. On it's it. really good. <laughs> it makes me really want to watch that show, which I never would have watched that series. That there's a Netflix series called The Toys That Made Us. Oh, is that where that's from? I I would avoid that. Based on the name, assuming that it was either like an indictment of the kind of overwhelming consumer culture that defined my childhood that I don't like to think about. Might still actually be. In those terms. Yeah, it might be that. Yeah. The, but watching this, it was like, no, this is just people who made toys in the 80s talking about what was going on behind the scenes. And it seems like fucking great. Yeah. I, I did avoid it for that reason, but that does sound interesting. Yeah. Now I kind of want to watch the... Uh, surely there's one about like the Kenner Star Wars toys or whatever, and I'm sure there's interesting anecdotes or whatever. Also, I don't know why. Why like what value is there in me being ashamed of that? I feel like I'm already past the point where I've examined it to the extent that it is yeah. going to be valuable to examine it, and it's like there's it's not like I like a, a point of a, a point past which you don't really get any more value out of feeling bad about something. Well, like and like there's nothing. I feel like there's nothing wrong with appreciating those toys as a child like you there's there's no way you would know yeah no better yeah. right and like you're not going out of well, your like way now to yeah, acquire make you a bad person or like that having happened to you doesn't make you a bad person except that except for the effects it had on you i don't like interrogating pleasant memories in an attempt to try and wreck them for myself because <laughs> like that it, it, but i that's why i don't think about about it really like i feel mm -hmm. like i was just like eh, yeah okay i get it like cartoons were just trying to sell me toys they kind of did i guess i watched a lot of the jason the wheeled warriors cartoon never had any wheeled warriors i watched i Go definitely Bots. had a he-man sword i had a lot of he-man guys star wars was not just a commercial for toys although the ewoks kind of were right yeah. like the, they started making decisions about the movies driven by selling more toys man i was really right in the pocket for that too and i feel like i feel like lucas sort of stumbled into that like he retained the rights to like merchandise and yeah. then like sort of and made suddenly some realized oh wait a minute yeah i don't I think i accidentally that was a made plan. it an amazing decision <laughs> yeah <laughs> the george lucas story <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's the story of almost every successful creator at first. Because yeah. his American Graffiti toys just didn't. Get <laughs> uh, the the other thing I wanted to talk about from the oh yeah sorry the hip hop oh it's all right the hip hop evolution documentary is just uh, um it talks about Too Short who was famous for selling tapes out of his car in Oakland near Lake Merritt um, and. He had this racket where he would, you would give him $20 and you'd tell him the make and color of your car and he'd come back in an hour and you'd have a custom track about you and your car. Whoa. Ah. That seems pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely pay $20 for that. That's like those, uh, those kids storybooks where you, you tell them the name of your kid and their birthday and so on. And they, right. they, they mad lib the, the fantasy story to be about. Yeah. Them. And that's probably what it was. He probably didn't actually write a new song for you. 
It was probably a Mad Lib thing. But what if you had like some sort of really weird import car and it was like fuchsia? Yeah, and then it would be <laughs> extremely, extremely unique. I mean, yeah, he probably... my car is orange. <laughs> he, I mean, he probably didn't rhyme the color with anything, right? Oh, like wow, because that, that would be yeah, that would be going above and beyond. What is a what's a color that has to wait how many syllables? Uh, periwinkle. Okay. Uh, yeah, Good. Sure. Cerulean. Especially if you were driving like a periwinkle Chevrolet. Although periwinkle oh. Chevy scans pretty well. Yeah, periwinkle yeah. Chevrolet sounds he- pretty good, actually. Then it rhymes with heavy. Sure. Yeah. Is that where did Prince steal pink Cadillac from, <laughs> <laughs> from him? <laughs> uh, well... Oh man, I watched some Tuca and Birdie on oh, yeah. your on your recommendation. Is it good? Yeah, it's it is slightly different than I was expecting based on the way that you described it. But like, it's it is very dense with jokes. Mm. Yeah. I, so I watched a few more episodes. Like the, what, what I described was the pilot, and the pilot is incredibly dense. And then it gets a little bit more after that. It gets a little bit more just like, okay, this is more like just a regular show. More like a cartoon where it'll pan past buildings. Like I never saw the same like store twice. Yeah. Like, and why wouldn't you, if you had a budget and a team of funny people draw 50 different joke storefronts for every time you display a store, but like you wouldn't have to, you didn't, wouldn't have to bother. Right. Uh, And I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And, and I, I'm still I'm like we're, we're like three or four episodes in, and it's still good. Yeah, that's like, that's about it, where I, it, I, I okay. We watched three or four it, of them last night. Yeah, it's 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 good stuff, but it it like those later episodes. It was it was kind of especially like the first like five or ten minutes of episode of the pilot was just like like I could barely follow it. Yeah, we were eating during the first one, and it was like ah, oh, God, I kind of I feel like I missed a lot of that by just occasionally glancing at this curry Plate. right <laughs> we uh we played some board games that's true this past weekend yeah anything new i don't know have we talked about cargo noir before oh maybe not it's good hmm. yeah I cargo think... noir is a very good board game and i'm always reminded every time i play it oh yeah this fucking rules why don't i play this all the time it's about sort of it's kind of like a worker placement it's a very simple worker placement game. Yeah, it's game. like the simplest worker placement you're, game. You're playing like a different organized, you're all different organized crime families and you're like smuggling goods and, and you kind of like, there are different ports that have different goods in them and you're kind of trying to outbid the other families on the cargo that is available in those ports and then you trade in the cargo sort of in like hands of cards. Batches, yeah. Uh, to buy victory point cards and like some there are some like functionality upgrades that you can get like more workers to place or certain bonuses for like certain actions that would otherwise be undesirable um and yeah it's it's just quick it's like a 10 round game like if everybody knew what they were doing and you didn't have to spin up on learning the rules i'm guessing you could play it in like 40 minutes yeah 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 it's really it's it's neat because it's like there's no one solid strategy to to like get a victory. You kind of have to be reactive to what's going on in the on the play field and pay attention to what other people are doing, but not like overextend yourself. That kind of stuff. We played some more Arboretum, which I think I feel like I talked about a week or two ago. Yeah, you're. I can see why you were so excited about that. It is an ext- like 
it is a very simple game, but it is deep. Like it is hard to think about what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it, and it's just, it's effectively like 10 suits of cards from one to eight. It felt and that's like the whole, that's the whole like setup. Like every once in a while you, you'll play something and you'll be like, I bet this came from somebody trying to make a new game to play with a normal deck of cards. Yeah. Cause yeah. I feel like that's a fairly common exercise in like a game design program yeah. or whatever. And yeah, this felt like you could play a version of it with just you could play a very simple two player version of this with just the one through tens of a normal deck of cards. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's about like sort of organizing cards into a grid and different ways of traversing the grid are potentially worth different numbers of points depending on what you end up with in your hand at the end of the game. It's Yeah, yeah. I would play some Machi Koro. Machi Koro is always good. Yeah. Definitely. I, that's actually a question maybe out to our listeners is if you were, if you wanted to play games with somebody who doesn't really play much in this, in terms of like board games, like what would, what would the game, what were the games that you would like bring out and introduce people to stuff that like yeah i'm always like kind of on the lookout for things that are like good as games but not intimidating yeah mm. so easy, i would be i'd be curious of of the games that like like a average family would have of like like monopoly or candyland or life of those games would you say any of them are good games i kind of wouldn't although uh. I like Even though I don't a lot. Well, okay. Chess is a good game. Okay. Yeah. But like it's kind of its own thing, right? Like chess is not meaningfully a board game. Yeah. It, I, I, it, like that's not ever what you're talking about when you say board right, games. Right. right. Hmm. Checkers. It it kind of feels like maybe somebody has made a good game where you roll dice to move, but I can't think of one. If so, it was as a joke. <laughs> that that sounds like another interesting game design challenge. Yeah. Hmm. Like, now that almost everyone has played Settlers of Catan, right? Like, they sell Settlers of Catan at Target. And they have for a really long time. Like, Target's pretty good about board games now, but even before, it was like Monopoly, Risk, Sorry, Settlers of Catan somehow. They sell West of Loathing at Target now. Yeah. <laughs> and at fucking Walmart. That, I don't know how I feel about that. You guys working on a West of Loathing board game? No. I, we got, so I, I just we got, had this idea for a West of Loathing board game. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I mean, that's so, the whole idea. I don't, I, West I, of Monopoly. I, I, have a, I have a document that I've been working on for a thing, but it's we have too much going on. We have too much going on. Like, for instance, the game that we made for uh, the play date console which was just announced yeah panic uh our friends in in portland who we met because they funded firewatch uh yeah they, they just announced a little handheld little game boy looking thing it's so, a weird piece of hardware it is it's a very strange idea yeah i love it it's, um, neat. it's so good it's a, it's a really nice little i've got one of the one of the dev versions of the hardware and it's a really nice little gadget Yep. The screen is yep, beautiful. Cool. We can't say anything about right, the game about the or any or, game, or yeah. anything, but we can say that we we made all all of us 
Uh, there, yeah. the, the article I read said there was a crank, so we can talk about there being a crank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can talk about anything that you could tell by looking at a picture of the device. Right. I guess we're probably not allowed to say that at least at one time in development there was a <laughs> accessory that you could attach to it. <laughs> well, I probably, you probably should cut that out. Really? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think you should just bleep it. Yeah. And have this conversation. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. I guess that's because I, I think that's still in the plans. Oh well, okay. Seem pretty seem pretty innocuous as a. <laughs> I mean, I just wouldn't. Sure, I don't, yeah, don't want to steal their why, thunder. Yeah, why? Yeah, why piss on their shit? Is that that's like a thing you say about? <laughs> it get, it'll you'll aerosolize it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of video games, yeah, has anybody played one? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Riff, do you want to go first? Sure. That, Riff, that's you never rarity. go first. Yeah, right? I uh, I actually have uh, kind of an interesting thing to talk about because the uh, Oculus Quest came out and I got one. Yeah. What do you think of it? It's it's real good. I don't I don't have a I don't have any uh, experience with VR headsets other than the PlayStation VR. Uh, but just so the, is- is this something that requires a PC? No, that's that's the thing that's special about it. Is it's totally wireless and self-contained. It's all it is is the headset and the two controllers. And how much and is it? It's uh, I want to say it's there's two price points. I think it's like four hundred and five hundred, depending on how much onboard memory you get. Because that's like that that is both of those things like a, a decent price, and I would say that's still a little high. That and the it being a standalone thing, I think, are necessary for this thing yeah. to be anywhere near to, to be cool. Yeah, and yeah. it it, it uh, it's it's about as comfortable as the PSVR, although in different ways. It's because it's it's a little bit lighter than the PSVR and a little bit uh, like cushionier, like it feels better on your face. But all the weight on it is on the the goggle brick. So all the weight is on the front of your face and it just kind of has straps holding it on. Whereas the PSVR has most of the weight is on the goggle thing, but it also has like a, like a, a cup attached to the top that, that rests on the point of your forehead and, and it like, uh, ratchets or t- like it ratchets tighter around your head and it, it holds. So it holds most of the weight on the top of your head and what if you could put a counterweight on the I was back. thinking the same thing. Like, would it be more oh, comfortable if maybe. there was ballast? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's an interesting question. And what if that counterweight was just, like, more battery or something? Yeah. yeah. I've only used a Vive and this one, and they're similar. I, I, I uh, Nick Sutner brought in his Oculus cool. Quest to here, and I was messing with it for, like, ten minutes before the show. I... Uh, a ton of light comes in around my nose. Yeah, the it, nose which gap does not is, happen is on the vibe. Interesting. I guess you could and fix that. You could, yeah, you could get some like like put a a nose job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just I could just keep drinking and waiting. Yeah. Eventually, my nose will fill up that space. <laughs> or you just just hang like a veil from the bottom of the. Thing. Ooh. Uh, so that'd be extra fancy. So, so that thing didn't have headphones. No, I no, can hear it. It's got little speakers that are like right next to your ears. So oh. are they really direct? You guys could hear. I think it's hear super the... directional. Yeah, I, I heard something. Not, huh. not okay. super loud though. Yeah, that was what it was not. Although I 
am okay with that. Like, I felt way more aware of my surroundings yeah. in this thing. So it has an interesting feature where you, like, define your play area. Yeah. And then if you step out of it, you it has cameras on the front, and it shows you sort of like a grainy picture of the real world. Yeah, it's a fucking yeah, nauseating frame delay. Well, it's fine. terrible. But it's it's I, better than, like, running into your table or whatever. I got a phone so call on... while it was in that mode, and I pulled it out to try to read my phone through the camera. <laughs> oh, and it was God. just like this. It was horrible. You don't, you don't spend much time. I'm in that black and white photo mode though because that's just for like laser painting the the boundaries of your space with it and then it when when you're actually in a game if you get too near the boundary it does like a like holodeck blue square wall where you are to let you know that you're hitting the boundary but it it, it doesn't use it doesn't inflict the grainy camera mode on you Something I was a little surprised about is I I walked up to Nick when he had it on and was like waving my arms in front of his face and it did not inform him at all that there was like something in his space and mm. I and I feel like that would have hmm. it probably just uses way too much like juice to like be constantly checking to make sure yeah, that no one's like bugging true. you yeah but like that would that would also be a nice feature is like if somebody or, walks or into even your like a picture in picture yeah like to show you like oh, this is what's in front of you. I only played a demo of a game with such a generic name that I don't even remember what it was. It was something about legends or gods or something. Oh, yeah. I have that demo, too, but I haven't played it yet. G-A-W. G-A-U-D-S. Yeah. yeah. Legends of God. It's about, like, putting extremely, like, gold lame curtains in my... Oh, Journey of the Gods. Journey of the Gods. Right. Okay. Uh, How is Have that? you found it to be... Like, it seemed okay. It seemed, like, not quite as good as my Vive in terms of resolution or performance, but but it was fine. I would, yeah, I would, I've played the, the, um, I've played Beat Saber on both devices now, and I, I feel like the resolute, the, the visual quality on the Quest is slightly better. Like, it's, it's got a little bit, it's a little brighter, it's a little less screen dory. Although the even P- on the PSVR, you don't, is bad. you don't, you stop noticing that pretty quick. Do you like the? I feel like the the my one experience with the PSVR, the resolution was like really unpleasantly low. Kevin suddenly went far away. Well, you're sort of you're sort of buzzing out. I don't know what's going on. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's us or you. Riff. Replug uh, my thing. It constantly sounds like you're being electrocuted. deal with it Sorry, so what have you been uh, what have you been playing on Pause. uh let's see i played a little i played a little beat saber today and yesterday i played a little bit of a thing that i have to look up every time i think about it because it has a super generic name shadow point uh, oh what's that oh all of a sudden you are of the proper volume Cool. It's probably because Kevin's checking Twitter. Yep, I'm looking at Twitter, so that must that must be the, what solved everything. Great. <laughs> uh, Twitter, what can't it do? Um, well, it can't anyway. inform me what Shadowpoint is. I'm relying on you, Riff, and I'm on <laughs> Tinterhooks. <laughs> it's a sort of uh, uh, not exactly a point-and-click adventure game. It's It's a thing where you're exploring environments, and every now and then you see, like... A uh, like an easel or a blank canvas on a wall or something like that with a lamp pointing at it, and it has an outline of like a shape on the canvas, 
and in the environment you have to find an object that you could hold up between the light and the canvas to make a shadow of that shape onto the canvas. And so Neat. each each uh, each area is just sort of exploring it to find the things and the canvases and interact correctly with them. It works pretty well. Um, it's like a, uh, a it's it's one for definitely getting used to like moving around a a VR environment without walking into your own actual walls. <laughs> So, cause you, you have the choice of, you can either teleport or you can, uh, use the analog sticks to, uh, to move around, like, yeah. like, like to drift around basically. And so the, the way I found that, that was least unsettling to me was using the, the left stick to like forward, backward, left, right motion, but do rotating by physically turning around myself. Uh, and that changes the direction of the, like when you push forward, you always move where you're looking. Right. Huh. It's still, that was how journey of the gods worked and it was still pretty gross. Yeah. I, I'm, I have, I'm not very susceptible to like motion sickness or anything at all. So yeah, anyone's mileage might vary. I've seen some games do a thing where they like block out your peripheral vision while you're moving like that. Yeah, mm. it does have an option for like different degrees of fade while you're moving. Also, I had read that they were getting some mileage out of just putting a nose in the image. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, I've heard that too. Um, I what I will say about the quest is that I walked into the room. I said, "Oh yeah, Nick left this Oculus Quest here. I should see what that's all about." And I put it on, and within seconds, I was playing a VR game. Yep, like yeah. it turned itself on. It showed me where the controllers were. That's it. Very showed cool. me where I needed to be standing, and it was just running. And like that would be the case if I had played a Vive game yesterday. I could go play one today, and everything would probably still work. But like. If the power has gone out since the last time, then I have to fuck around with a bunch of boxes and cables and shit and make sure that, like, somebody didn't unplug the, uh, like, if anybody uses the guest room, they will often unplug the lighthouses because they make a noise. They just have gyroscopes running in them constantly. And so they just weird. make a noise. Why do they have gyroscopes? That's weird. I didn't notice that when I was staying in there. It is too, they might have just been unplugged already. Oh, okay. Uh, it's to something, it's to like balance them or so that they know what, which way is down. Wouldn't you think gravity could do that? Well, I, I <laughs> what don't, if gravity changes? I don't, what if you want to play this game on the moon? I don't know. How is it? What is if you there want to play a, this game at a Lagrange point? Is there a trivial, <laughs> cause like my understanding of like the way that a plane, like the, the innovation that made it so a plane had any fucking idea which direction it was going relative to the ground was the gyroscope. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I don't know. The, I, like, I think maybe the device that lets an object know what is down is the, actually a gyroscope. The force of acceleration is or the, the 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 force of gravitational acceleration is probably vastly uh, outweighed by the force other forces on the plane, and maybe also on other forces on. Are we uh, saying P L A N E? I I meant on airplane. Okay. An aeroplane. Also, P 
PLA any doesn't differentiate between the vehicle oh, right. and the geometric concept. <laughs> so that, that's. Uh, I'm talking about where the rain mainly falls. Yep. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool device, yeah, and it's, I. It's uh, pretty it's, cool. It's, it's it's probably not as powerful as one that you plug into your computer, but it certainly seems powerful enough to get the job done. And it's just super straightforward and easy to use. Like I could, I could imagine if I wasn't hesitant about carrying expensive hardware on a plane, taking it on a plane and just sit and watch a movie or something on a plane using this. Why would you do that though? Why is it supposed to watching it on a phone screen or something like? He just wants because to be that cool. sucks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> watching a movie yeah. on a phone screen. Get real. Watching you a, think you've watching, watched this movie on your fucking telephone? Watching it Get on like real, a super low, low resolution screen. But and, it it's it feels bigger because of the lenses. No. The the fact that you can so here's a question. Can you see the individual pixels? If you concentrate on it, yeah. Yeah, that that's that drives me nuts. I can't I can't do that for for yeah, like I've never tried watching, watching a, a movie. movie. I can't. I don't think that it would be comfortable to wear that thing for long enough to watch a movie. Possibly, it it it, it would maybe be at were, like my limit of maybe if you were like long. resting your head. Yeah, on if you were chair. leaning back against. Yeah. If you had what a if there was some, yeah. what if it, if it was also the battery cords to something else. Three hours, so mm. maybe maybe uh, you could like add cords to it. Oh, <laughs> just like bungee straps around your head. Uh, I was joking that like the the solution to the oh, the VR problem is to gotcha. add something I, to trip over. I something that I thought about doing with my Vive was installing a couple of a hook in the ceiling and one on the wall oh. so that the cords were like a pulley like it was system. Like a, yeah, like yeah. a like a car wash uh, hose yeah, nozzle. Maybe you could make thing. that make it um, power the device as well. Well, right. I no, learned. I'm, I'm getting at like the like the peep, the wrist watches that are powered by the motion of your wrists. Mm -hmm. Like you're just pulling on this cord repeatedly. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's like a... not like the power comes through the wire, <laughs> which <laughs> just have like a crank so on the side have, of your so VR you put, helmet. Yeah, you it has batteries, <laughs> but you hook it up to a long cord, right. which. Pulls a flywheel. Oh yeah, that's for that's for powering the device. Okay, the flywheel could also be the gyroscope. That's true. <laughs> um, I did. I did learn. I assumed when they're like, "Hey, uh, Valve is making VR hardware." I was like, "Well, f fuck that." I've already spent a bunch of money on this, but I learned that uh, their headset is equivalent to the Vive Pro, and it's compatible. And so. All I have to do is get controllers and new lighthouses, which is going to be way cheaper. Hmm. And everything will continue to work as oh, it does, but I'll also get whatever. The, the, I like the idea of the controllers that are just articulated hands because, man, anything that relies on the grip controllers on yeah. any VR controller I have ever used is just fucking terrible. And I don't, like, it drives me crazy when a game uses that when it has any other controls free because it's just, like, the least comfortable motion. And maybe it's because my hands are too big, or I don't know. I was disappointed in these Oculus Quest controllers the first time it was like, yeah, do this grab thing. 
Then I accidentally did the grab thing while I was trying to switch hands because I realized I had my left hand in my right hand and my right hand in my left hand. Then it got real hard to shoot a crossbow. <laughs> um, it is nice that it offers it. Get, it does uh, dynamic thumbs up though. <laughs> what does that mean? Like when you're holding the thing, the the ring on the controller tracks the position of your index finger and thumb. So as you move them, you're assuming you're in software that like shows you mm. fake computer hands. If you if you move your thumb or index finger, you will be like pointing or thumbs upping, depending. Oh. Huh. Did you play anything besides uh, Oculus Quest? That was it, that was it. Uh, pretty much. Uh, I mean, I played a phone. I started playing a a a silly phone game called. Uh, what is, it, what is it called? I think it's called Monster Chef. Yeah, Monster Chef. It, it's 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 like a an, just like me mechanically generic uh, idle phone game microtransactions, but the the art is uh is pretty funny and interesting. And are like, you a monster friend who is mine. cooking, what? or are you a are you a man cooking a monster? No, you are a man. You are a manager who is capturing various kinds of monsters to run a restaurant for you. I see. Yeah. What are they? What kind of thing are they cooking? Like carrots and shit, or is it like? Yeah, it's like the first monster I got was a rice wizard. Okay. And then there was like a lettuce gnome that I or something that I got after that. And each one of those guys has their own separate little farm that you harvest ingredients from, which takes like hours of real time before you get your ingredients. And then you, uh, you, you, uh, sort of, uh, what's, what was it? Pocket God, doodle God, you, you doodle God ingredients together to find out recipes and then give, oh, re and then give recipes to, the sort of demon octopus who is the main chef for him to make stuff. And then the stuff that he makes gets sent up to the, to the surface world, to your little food stall for people to buy. So with rice and lettuce, you can make like really bad sushi wraps or something. Yeah. Like rice balls. And I think a salad <laughs> is what okay. I've got so far. Yeah, there's, 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 there does not seem to be, it, I, I cannot call it a good game because it's just these, these, the, the, the regular mobile idle mechanics, but the art is, is pretty cool. The art is cute. Uh, while I was looking for that puzzle script game that I've already forgotten the name of, I'm too far gone. Yeah. Something searching itch.io for I'm too far gone. Did not produce results for I'm Too Far Gone, but it did uh, It did point me to a game that I played a little bit of uh, that was just playable in browser called Princess Fart. <laughs> okay. And I don't know if her name is Princess Fart or <laughs> if the title of the game is about like a thing that happens in it as opposed to a, the person who's in it. But um, it's like a platformer where you're a princess and you – it has VO – uh, it just looks like a flash game. It has VO, but the VO is in like extremely broken English. Sometimes it's just Japanese, like the words are in English, but then it's just like, like the the VO is in Japanese. 
but some of the words are either cognates or loan words or like what uh and you you're trying to help your grandma do something and then aliens come down but then it is revealed that your grandma is an alien but i think that means you then conclude that she was kidnapped by them at some earlier point uh and then you gain the ability to fart which uh creates a like a bunch of like a particle system that then collides with and damages the enemies and that's the only thing that you can do and it's very like a student game um but you know it's a game i played so i have to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) required by law i then uh i went to a secret arcade yesterday uh that i learned about some sort of secret alley you apparently already knew about it uh yeah it's just this Secret arcade that you can buy membership to for a kind of an exorbitant monthly fee. I don't know that I'm going to keep that up uh, because while it's fun to have access to an arcade, that is not like a novel thing for me in my adult life. <laughs> and especially yeah, considering the, the do, Zapcon. Do you and like so on. push on a wall of barrels and it swings open? It's not quite that cool. No, it's not that good. No, it's you. You type some. You type a bunch of key codes into a bunch of things. There's one hidden keypad, which is that one's the cool. One. That one's pretty fun. Uh, the videos led me to believe there was going to be a hot dog machine, that, and that I would have access to hot dogs with this membership. And you it's like I could, probably eat, I could probably eat like... thirty five dollars worth of hot dogs a month. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but the fucking hot dog machine wasn't there. The drawer full of condiments was there, but the hot, the refrigerator full of hot dogs. <laughs> no, it's like one of those little carousel things okay, that you put a hot dog right. in, like at a you circle. Take a K. hot dog out of the drawer and you put it in the carousel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it might be like a take a hot dog, leave a hot dog kind of thing. <laughs> oh like, no! Like, because if it takes like a, you know, if it takes some time for the hot dog to get hot, you know, it would be more efficient for it's you to true. use the hot dog that's been in there since the last yeah. guy. There's a there's a bunch of like etiquette instructions on the wall. To... Yeah, well, maybe that's why they got rid of it. Uh, two of the machines in there are just like thousand game mame cabinets, hmm. basically, which is fucking great. Well, the one with the better selection, the up on the joystick doesn't work, Ooh. so that's a bummer. Oof. Uh, it does have a feature that I think is pretty good. In There's like a launcher, and there's a button that you can hit to just select a random game from all of MAME, and that's pretty fun. It seems like the story that I'm about to tell is a result of that, uh, but it, it is not. I did play two random games because I was going through, on the one where the controls were good, I was going through the list of games and just playing things that I thought had funny names. Uh, I played one game called The Berlin Wall, which is kind of like load runner like your actions are you have two buttons it's kind of like a donkey kong level except the the girders are made up of individual tiles of bricks and you have one button that if you hit it three times you will dig out the tile that's in front of you and then you have another button that you fill it back in if there's a hole and like when you fall through it it uh stuns you for a while and then enemies can makes enemies more likely to kill you. you have to dig a hole get an enemy to fall into it and then like walk over the top of them i think or maybe they just fall in and then you hit them again with the hammer and then that's how you defeat enemies but then it refills the hole so if there's two enemies coming at you you have to be careful anyway it's a very rudimentary load runner slash solomon's key kind of arcade game except that in between all of the levels and during the load screens and stuff 
it's just a bunch of digitized photos surrounding the fall of the Berlin Wall for not any reason that I can tell. It's like the title screen is like a photograph, a scanned photograph, and it's like, you know, 320 by 240 graphics, photograph of the Berlin Wall that then just like falls over when the game starts and just like (laughs) mode sevens onto the ground. And just a lot of the pictures are just like groups of people sitting around having a beer. Like, Weird. and I'm like, okay, this looks like a photograph of some, you know, 25 year olds from the 90s. I'm assuming that this was taken. Maybe some of the people are East German and some of the people are West German. And this is a photograph of them having a beer together for the first time post reunification. But it's there's no context. There's no captions. It's just like. It's like if, it, like, gals panic or whatever, but instead mm-hmm. of being, like, titties-themed, it's just history. reunification <laughs> Berlin-themed. Yeah. history. That's like, hilarious. It's, it's like kicks, but you're uncovering pictures of the Berlin Wall yeah. going down. Yeah. Maybe this is just someone's very specific fetish. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there was a, a game for the 2600 called A-Team, and it was just another game, like, that was just a... A completely abstract shooter, I think, except they replaced the the sprite for the player with the sprite of Mr. T's face. <laughs> did it? Did they do like a, a chip tunes version of the? I don't think they did, but they music? had like a, a nice like the 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 six column wide logo at the beginning. Mm, good. Uh, the other the other arcade game that I played was called Logic Pro Two, which I ran because I thought maybe there was just like an arcade version of the yeah of the sound editing program. Pro Logic. Uh, but what it actually was was pretty interesting. It is a like arcade Picross, and. You're playing Picross, you have like a cursor that you're moving around and your buttons are like tap a square to mark it. Uh, if that's if it's wrong, you like lose time on the timer. Uh, and there's monsters running around. What? And you can tap on the monster and if you hit it, like it spawns a coin somewhere else that you can go tap on. And I think the pressure is that like trying to tap on the monsters fast you might miss and tap on the wrong square uh every once in a while there'll be like a big monster that spawns across four squares and you can't tap on any of those until you until you like hammer on the monster until its hit points go away like i never found anything that was like a threat to the cursor um but i only played a couple levels of it um but yeah that was my weird arcade experience i kind of you know, I have a month membership, so I want to go back a few times and just try to play some weird arcade games because it is more fun to play them with a joystick and some real chunky buttons. Yeah, than... I've, got, I was gonna... I've got like a little, uh, not Bluetooth, but uh, like a Raspberry Pi uh, box yeah. with, with the proper joystick and buttons and a little a little monitor for MAME on it. And it is a lot, a lot more fun that way. Like a lot of old arcade games like that kind of fundamentally aren't fun, but they're a little more fun if you have proper controls. I I was going to say like the, uh, an arcade cabinet with a bunch of MAME games in it doesn't actually seem that much more exciting than just loading MAME on my computer. Hmm. But the joystick and standing up to play, uh, just the form factor does make a difference. 
Did the, the arcade also have like just regular? Yeah, it had single a single yeah. serving cabinets. Yeah, it had a broken Pac Man, five, five or six pin model. It machines. had Tron. Yeah, it had, yeah. It sounds it had, like this place is kind of in disrepair. Uh, yeah. No, it, almost everything was working. That one joystick thing, um, Pac Man, and the hot dog machine. The hot dog machine was just absent. I oh, would never have known the it hot. Out. Although. The, the the place where the hot dog machine is supposed to be had a sign that said snack zone, and it would have been a real bullshit snack zone if the only snacks were like relish packets. <laughs> you got a you got a different definition of snack than I do there. The, maybe it's uh, maybe those are like more food stuff on the nights or weekends or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about it. There's a uh, if you have a membership, you get a password to just look at the live video feed from their Nest camera, <laughs> so I could see if like I could just check at any time and say, oh, oh, there's a party over there now. Check the levels in the hot dog drawer. Hot dogs. I played uh, a few games of Dicey Dungeons. Uh, Terry Cavanaugh released a new version of Dicey Dungeons, and that game continues to be pretty fun. Oh, nice. He keeps adding new like quests, and I think it's starting to preserve your progress across multiple builds, which it didn't used to. So that actually makes me more inclined to like play through all the modes. Is it in like early access or something at this point? Uh, it's just for sale. I think only on itch. Huh. Um, but yeah. That and, uh, boy, a lot of Hearthstone. The single-player content or yeah, multiplayer the single-player content? content. Yeah. They released a new very, very large and complex uh, single-player expansion can, thing. Can you, for, like, start playing that from zero? Does it tutorialize you into it or anything? Uh, if you know how to play Hearthstone starts out very very simple you don't it doesn't you don't require any cards or it anything. doesn't require any knowledge and you don't have to have anything like you it just it starts you with a kind of a crappy it's it's like the dungeon run from a few expansions ago where it just starts you with a sort of a rudimentary deck of like 10 cards and then every time you beat one of the enemies you get a choice of some cards to add and some treasures that kind of fundamentally change the way things play cool. um it's real good. It's it's really this one, really yeah. Well you done. didn't Kevin didn't like the previous iterations of this. Everything but just this always one, felt super random and aggravating. Yeah, and this one gives you so many more levers to pull to improve your situation, and everything feels way more powerful. Which yeah. like fucking why not? Right? Why would they not just let you play a fun, super powered version of Hearthstone against a bunch of crazy bosses with interesting abilities and and mutators and stuff yeah because like, yeah, then the heroic version is like hard and you don't win all the time but the regular version you win most of the time and it's yeah. great kevin you should open twitter again oh yeah have you just tweeted at him no he's just we're just not loud again oh i get it did it work i don't know no that's still stones distant again oh no what, what tweet were you looking at uh, I was looking at them all. <laughs> we'll have wow. to look at all of them again. Yeah, no wonder. Uh, yeah, but that I guess I played a little bit of a game that I don't remember the name of. I think it is Druid Stone something something something. Druid Stone sounds right. Uh, and it is a game by the uh, Legend of Grimrock developers who have oh. made a new game, apparently, that is like a... Um, it's kind of like a fantasy... XCOM style thing where you have three characters and it's just like this tactical combat uh, on big gridded environments and it's pretty fun. 
I'm not very far into it, so I can't really say whether I think it's like great, uh, but it's it's challenging. It has a lot of optional uh, optional completion criteria for a lot of its missions that I have been unable to pull off even in multiple tries because they require a cleverer person than I am, or maybe just a more tactically minded person than I am. Uh, but that's it. What about you, Jim? So my mom sent me a link to New York Times, I guess, is doing, in addition to their usual like crossword content, I think they do a number of puzzles. Um, but she sent me a link to that day's set puzzles. And set is, in this case, is just the card games. Are you guys familiar? Yeah. yeah. Just f- So for the audience then, set is a game where... The, the set cards are uh, one, two, th- like there are a bunch of symbols on them. Like so the symbols can be a number of different colors. They can be a number of different shapes. They can be a number of different, like they can be solid or filled or rather not or, or hollow. Uh, and they, there can be a certain, there can be one, two or three of the copies There's of the symbol. Four on axes and three variants for each axis. Yeah. And so the goal when you play set is you you deal out a number of cards and then you try to find uh, three cards where the four properties are either all the same or all different yep. between the three cards. So all three would be green. All three would be the different sh- the same shape. There's there are there are no repeat cards. So you can't literally have three identical cards. So there's going to be at least something that's that varies. But they don't need to be the the axes, yeah. So like, it's shape, hard to shape, color, number, but but and a set, filledness. a set. It's not like all of the axes have to be different. It's just right. that like they either all have to be the same number or they all have to be different numbers. They either all have to be the same color or they all have to be different colors. Right. Yeah, you just can't do like one same two two. Fi- yeah, you, you can never have and they can they can't have anything in common. No two of the cards can have anything in common unless they all do. Right. Um it is so fucking hard. It it is very mentally taxing your, to play your brain this game. really like gets into it if you, you start get, playing yeah, for a while. Yeah, it's it's definitely like a thing where you weirdly will get good at it without understanding how what you're yeah, what you've done yeah. to yourself. Right. Well, and I, I'm sure like if you opened up your skull, you would see like, oh yes, there's a new crease here. Yeah. <laughs> my friend, my friend Chris used to insist that getting stoned and playing set was like doing push-ups, but for your intelligence. I I, I was. <laughs> Well, it's it's doing push-ups for that specific for that skill. skill. Yeah. Have, have we talked about dual end back? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and the reason I know that is because you've talked about it before, and then we've we've all just sat here and like thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the, what? How how many steps back was that? I don't remember. Okay. Me either. Could uh, you give an overview of that so that I'll know which thing you're talking about? So. So, uh, it's a memory game where, so, n n is a variable. So, for example, one back would be uh, if the the ob the the symbol presented to you is the same as the previous symbol you saw. That's a match. So you would push a button to indicate a match. Okay. Two back would be the one two items ago is a match. So you push a button to indicate a match. Um. Dual means you're doing this with two streams at once. Uh, and the goal is to um, 
exercise your short term memory to the point where like you're playing like six back with like here's like uh, uh numbers and sounds and they're happening right. at the same time and this is something that when i read about it 10 15 years ago it was the only activity that was shown to literally boost your iq mm. um and it it is like similarly extremely mentally taxing. Like it's a game. It's a, they call it a game, but it is not fun to play. <laughs> you know, you 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 play dual end back for twenty minutes and you're exhausted. But I, I totally believe that it it greatly enhances your short term memory and your ability to to reason about more things at once. Whereas set, I feel like it it feels the same way, but it it it's te- it's teaching you a skill that I think is a lot more specific and less applicable applicable to like just like your everyday life. I I remember looking into it and set was as I recall like designed by a woman in like the 60s who then never did anything else of note. Huh. At least like nothing else that still exists in a in a readily accessible form. Which is that seems really weird for so, like, because it's it's like pervasive. Like you see it a lot of places, and like if you meet other like smart people who are interested in games, they probably know it, yeah, or have a copy of it, yeah, yeah. And that's been true for like the last twenty years of my life. Is that like that'll just be on a shelf a lot of the time if I go to somebody's house. Was there something interesting about this particular? I just wanted to talk about set and and about how like oh, New York Times is apparently publishing like set puzzles where they they present you with the number of cards and you have to find all the sets there. Hmm. Uh, is it? Are they like? Do you remove them when you find them, or are there? Uh, I don't think that's how this one works. I think they're just they're just all possible sets. They're just hmm. eight cards. I think it was eight, and then you have to find all the sets that are there. And that would get way harder. It has to be in color, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Well, you could probably do it with shades of gray. Sort of. I mean, Uh, because you have the empty, shaded, and full. Yeah, you'd have to be able to differentiate between three different shades of gray, which you could, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I played a game. Let me find it. It's it's called Poe or Pow, P O U. It was just something that the Play Store recommended to me, and it had five hundred million downloads on it. Five hundred million. So that yes, yeah. What that says to me is I'm. It's it, it came with like pre-installed on a popular phone or something like that. Huh. Um. And it's a a virtual pet kind of thing where you're presented with a brown blob and the first thing it has you do is you feed the blob and so you drag french fries onto its face. And the next thing you do is you wash the blob so you rub soap on it and then spray it with water. And then you play games with the blob. I, I haven't figured out, like, I haven't played this long enough to find out what, like, the feedback loop is. But I imagine, like, if you don't feed it, like, 
frequently enough, it dies or something. Or like if you don't wash it enough, it gets unhappy. Maybe um, it steals the, all your bitcoins. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and like it's weirdly unpolished. Like the art is definitely it looks like programmer art supplemented by like free icons and like a lot of the dialogue pop-ups are clearly like this is built-in android api uh, ui um but if you go into the games menu there's like two or three dozen not super polished but reasonably completely implemented like kind of fun mini games hmm. like They've got a bejeweled clone in there. They've got um I I don't know, was was the was the you have to you must build a boat was that match three thing unique to that game to or was that was that yeah. from somewhere? But w- was that particular mechanic because they have that mechanic in there without the RPG system Which attached is to what, it. like slide a column or, yeah, a, or row. a row. Yeah. And there's there's like some simple platformers. They have like one of the platformers you tilt to move. Um, and there's like, I played them all and they were all at least kind of fun and I couldn't figure out like where, where does this, it's a, it's a free to play thing. Presumably there's a way to buy stuff, but like when I went into the shop, everything that I looked at was locked behind experience levels. Like I, I, by playing these games, I got the blob up to, I got presumably I got POA up to uh, level three, but that wasn't high enough to buy anything. So how is this guy making money? Volume? Um, yeah. <laughs> 500 million. Oh, no, be... I mean like when it sets the oh, it volume really of your loud. phone to 100% <laughs> and then doesn't like, it like ransoms your ability to turn it back down. Right. Um, and I've been... Uh, continuing to play stardew valley um how's that treating you it's very friendly like it's definitely more aggressive than i in terms of um showing me wanting to show me new things than i'm like at a faster pace than i'm ready for but like as far as i've never been punished for anything for not understanding anything as far as i can tell like well, okay. So there's there were many times before I like figured out where the map was in the UI. There were many times where I got lost trying to find my house and like just fell asleep in a marsh at two a.m. <laughs> and then you just wake like real life. <laughs> and then you wake up in bed with a, a letter from the doctor saying like someone brought you home. I, I took some money to pay for your. And then you start the next day with half energy. <laughs> Um, I like how they, there's, so there's an energy meter and if you go out and start doing farm work, um, and you like start cutting down, like cutting the trees down around your house or harvesting stuff, like your, you'll, you'll deplete your energy meter like before like 10 AM. Uh, and I think that's a mechanic, like maybe there's a way to fill it up again. I haven't yeah, found like it yet. I haven't like food or something. I, I, I have yet to eat anything in this game is there some stardew i have yet to i haven't seen any stardew it's like a i haven't seen any much valleys higher 
octane version of Mountain Except Dew. On the, <laughs> are, there, are there any uh, Indian people living in the village who might eventually celebrate Star Duvali and give you some I feast? I think wow. everybody living in the village is white. Oh, well. Which is a bummer. So Star Hanukkah it is. <laughs> um, I haven't had to eat anything or pay rent at all, which is very friendly. Well, don't you inherit... Yeah, you, owe, you but I haven't had to pay property taxes either. Okay. Well, they might not have them. Not all not all municipalities do. That's true. Uh but like I'm like they'll it'll give me a quest where like someone wants a cauliflower and then I have to figure out where that person is. Like they, they'll tell me like Jody wants a cauliflower. There's no time limit on this. Like she'll take a cauliflower at any time. And I have to go like I don't know where Jody lives, but I can look at the people tab in the pause menu and like scroll down to Jody and okay that's Jody's face so if I see Jody around town I'll recognize her it'll tell me whether Jody is single uh but it doesn't tell me where she is right now or like where she lives huh so it's like a weird it's like if Narcissus had been given that girls near me app <laughs> <laughs> No, Tantalus, not Narcissus. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. It's okay. It's yeah, okay, Zach. It was still funny. I guess you understood what. Um, there, There's a dungeon, which I didn't expect. Like, hmm. you go into mines and you start mining. And there's not, like, the combat is, especially on the phone, like, because combat would be bullshit with this interface, there's just, there was just a question, like, do you want to turn auto attack on and... Combat just is trivial, and I bet it's trivial on PC too. Um, but you you can go into a mine and mine ore. It it's like it is. This game is very busy work. Does it tell you if the women in town are minors? <laughs> <laughs> I I I th- I think everybody is like either. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think anybody has an age canonically. <laughs> The game is very busy work, um, but in a kind of a relaxing way that that is what I was looking for when I started playing this game. Like, so much of this game is, like, the bullshit that I run away from as fast as possible when I'm playing other games. Like, when I'm playing Breath of the Wild, I can't get out of the villages fast enough. I can't get away from the villagers with their, like, like telling me about their bullshit lives fast enough. But this game is all that, and... I am here for it specifically because I came here for it. Hmm. Like, I'm not here to have an adventure. Also, I don't imagine that the writing could possibly be as bad as the writing in Breath of the Wild. I it would I would say it's on par. Ugh, damn, Jim, what are you doing? I, I don't talk to people that much. Hmm. Like, you don't actually, like, you can, if you, you, if you, you run into somebody. You can just skip through giving somebody a cauliflower and... <laughs> If you run into somebody on the street, they'll have, like, two lines to say to you, and then you have to come back the next day to get more information out of them. Once, this only happened once, someone asked me a question, and I just tapped the screen to advance like I always do. And the question they asked me was, like, are you having fun farming? And I said, no. And they were like, yikes. If you consider doing something else. Well, maybe they'll send you some, like, festive streamers to hang up around your farm or something to... <laughs> or a suicide <laughs> right. tablet right 
Yeah, it, it's it's. Uh, I have I've I've been I've been digging very much, just like like to plant just, stuff in the just holes, figuring out what this game is. You know, yeah. like because it's a lot of things. And yeah, like I have also been enjoying like just I'm it's it's the new game day. I'm gonna tap the watering can on every goddamn one of these bean trellises. It's almost disappointing when it's raining that day. I don't have to water anything. <laughs> but oh, oh I, I don't know if I brought up, like I brought up the energy meter, but to complete that thought, I don't think I completed that thought. Uh, the idea is that like you run out of energy to do work. And so the game is, I think the game is like forcing you to go do other stuff. I mean, I guess that's a lesson that I could probably use internalizing in my own life, but it sucks. It, like I... I hate the idea of that so much that I am never going to play Stardew Valley because all I want to do is farm. Oh, and well, you could just go back to bed. Hmm. Like, it, you could just be awake for four hours a day. That sounds, you, that sounds pretty appealing. That does sound yeah. pretty good. I think of all the farming you get done. I have a dog in the game. The dog could farm for. The dog is not going to let you. The dog doesn't sleep for uh, twenty hours a day. The dog is like like everything else in this game. The dog demands nothing of you, and seemingly provides nothing for you. Like the dog is just kind of <laughs> hanging out. Hmm. You can tap the dog, and it says a heart, which is kind of sweet. I think that's the implied pet the dog. I see. Okay. So it passes that test. Just a video game. I've also been playing Fallen London, but like, unless you guys have uh, something you want to talk about with Fallen London, I don't have anything to say. Have you discovered anything new? Um, I'm still not. I mean, like, it's hard to say because I'm still not where I was in my old character. Um, but I don't really remember anything that happened in my old character. So, do you remember anything that happened in this current character? Uh, not really. Yeah, I remember the last time I played it seriously. I ended up spending a lot of time in the like scandal asylum. I haven't been to any of those this time around just because I've been like being careful to avoid it, but like I do think that there are benefits to going there once. I think like one of the quest lines I have. For my nemesis, I have to actually go to the tomb colonies to track them down. Yeah, they're broadly just like kind of punitive and they make you waste like a day. It's like a real life day. Well, like a day's worth of turns. turns yeah. 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 Time is weird in that game. Like yeah, it really sucks. <laughs> Uh, like some some actions, like say you're gonna spend a week doing this, but it's one turn, and oh, some yeah, yeah. and some action, yeah, like, I, I, that's what I meant by time right. is weird. I'd mean that it just sucks that like the the right way to play it is to go back every fucking two hours or whatever, and yeah, well, you can double it by yeah, but that's by paying still, seven bucks a month, but that's still or go back every four hours. I mean, what I you know, I guess what I want is the game that I made where it's once a day. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like even that is enough of a hassle that it makes a lot of people feel a sense of like. Well, the problem with when we've talked about this before, too, the problem with Kingdom of Loathing is that you can't remove the, any of the uh, mechanics that give you extra turns. 
because like I, f- I feel like that's that is the the balance problem of like oh I'm sp- actually now I'm spending two hours a day playing this thing yeah we've backed off on some of those on yeah for competitive stuff like if you're playing within the like only the last couple of years worth of stuff for like leaderboard runs or whatever but yeah like if you've got an old character and you're just farming or whatever yeah if you've been especially if you've given us money over the years there's so many things that just yeah, you know. Well, next 15-year MMO project will do better. Oh, yeah, you should do a KOL 2. Mm-hmm. What have you been playing, Kevin? KOL 2, um, Secret Prototype? Sure. Uh, I've been playing a game uh, that I think I heard about on Twitter called Five Step Steve by Ethan Clark. It's on Congregate. Yeah. It's about a cat who's rescuing other cats on some other alien planet. Uh, And it's just a very interesting, very solid grid-based puzzle game with a bunch of new, strange mechanics. Um, The central conceit is that you can take five steps before you perish, basically, and it resets you to your last checkpoint. And uh, anytime there's like a bunch of flags that you can if you if you stand on a flag then it resets your five step uh countdown um and this leads to a bunch of really interesting situations and there's some really subtle mechanics there are a bunch of puzzles that you encounter and you're like this is literally not possible and then you walk away and then you find out about some of the ways that the world works and you're like oh that thing which was impossible is totally possible and it has always been possible. I just didn't understand how the world worked. So it's it's kind of like Steven Sausage Roll, except that in that they didn't present puzzles before you sort of were supposed to learn about the mechanics. Whereas here the they give you puzzles that you that you have no expectation of actually knowing how to solve them. It's I remember feeling like a huge amount of surprise when about five levels in there's suddenly just a giant overworld map connected map yeah like it the game looks like a click and play game it looks it's terrible. very basic yeah and like you, it I, like the fact that alan hazelden recommended it i was like oh okay there's clearly something to this or yeah. he wouldn't care about it but boy it, it is yeah you de- you definitely have to get over the uh incredibly basic just like the way that it moves and the way like there's just no no polish no it's all about the it's all about the design yeah it's because like steven sausage roll i think it looks terrible but i have i am forced to admit that it looks terrible in a very considered and on purpose way that somebody decided on and then spent a lot of time making it look the way the terrible way that they wanted it to look (laughs) right whereas this is just like they just did the most rudimentary version of every single thing like and then just spent a thousand hours designing levels for it right and one minute designing all the sprites like it's it's a weird i worry that that limits like people's willingness to take it seriously oh it's entirely possible but but i don't know that it's out there to be taken seriously right like it's it's a goofy it's got a goofy sort of story 
introduction. And yeah, yeah. That that was also like right, right. And then after all that, there's like some dumb fucking opening cutscene, like or just like a text crawl. Yeah, text kind of. Text yeah, thing, that yeah. was still that was some of that effort could have gone into making better sprites. Or I, juicier movement. I'm as as Seth pleased. Rosen would say, it needs more juice. I'm, juice it up. I'm pleased with its level of because uh, it all all that's important for some for some games like this, I think, are the ideas. Well, to you, sure, Mister. <laughs> well, which is why Puzzle Script is such a good like framework for making games, right? Because it's oh god, did you play that fucking crazy Puzzle Script game where you? Sp- split your character splits in two by going inside the weird yeah. box with the whole... yep the one that, I, I don't remember what it's oh no it's yeah it's poopoosh poopoosh or something like that okay yeah i think is what it's called uh yeah that one is that one was pretty hard because you have no idea what the goal of this this game is i couldn't beat the first level there's only one level oh it's just that one level. It's just really oh. hard. I made some pro- like I got one guy up to the top. I, Good. So like that, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It's that one is is. I think the the whole idea must have been predicated around the like splitting the character in half, and and then it was like oh I should make a I should make a game where it ramps you up towards this but then like nope even the basic premise of this is so fucking hard that this game will consist of exactly one extremely difficult level and that's it yeah and that's i mean that's part of the problem right like you come up with some weird novelty idea and you implement it and you're like i don't know where to go from here which is what you were afraid of with baba is you right like yeah it's a clever idea but like where can you really go with that and the answer is if you think about it hard enough you can come up and go all kinds of crazy places um, they keep posting on social media about other verbs and stuff that they're working on, and I wonder if is there some sort of massive additional content dump that they're going to do or a sequel? In Bob as you, yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm curious what that's all about. Uh, and then the only other games that I've been playing, I sort of uh, I wanted some like a comfort food game for a little while, so I replayed Steamroll Dig One. Hmm. That's just such a delightful little like four or five hour thing it's just good it's a good one what would you play it on the switch oh they ported it to switch that's great yeah i haven't replayed steam world dig 2 but i would imagine that's a similar thing i remember that one being more expansive and having more going on yeah this one is yeah. just sort of steam world dig 2 had a bunch of like uh bespoke content it, like places it definitely sort of the first one had like the boss fights and stuff that were all Right. constructed levels yeah i could see it like it's definitely leaning more towards the metroidvania thing that the first game could just kind of hint it at yeah. yeah yeah that's true and i could see that being like not not what you're looking for if you're just looking for like a a simple if you're looking for chicken soup yeah uh, and then chicken I've... soup for the gamer's soul exactly and then i've been playing um into the breach oh just sort of working my way through all the different squads and stuff Trying to get the the achievements, and I had I had I don't know I played like maybe a dozen games or so, and got to the Blitzkrieg Blitzkrieg squad, and one of their achievements is to beat two islands in thirty minutes, which I was like that's that seems impossible because I it takes me like an hour to do two two islands, um, and so I was like okay well I guess I just have to play fast then, and uh, I went from having had never lost a. Uh, a timeline or a pilot to having lost a timeline and a pilot uh, in in half an hour. Uh, I cannot make 
I cannot beat an island on easy with Blitzkrieg. I just don't fucking get it. It's hard. They're they're it's it's a weird thing. They're a weird group. Like a lot of the strategy with them is like uh just do, like standing on top of spawn points if you can get the situation under control. Hmm. Um Yeah, it's a lot of moving stuff around. I I play the game on easy because I feel like that's the fun way to play. Yeah. Um but even on easy, I I sit there and I'll like deliberate on moves. And so like that's why the half hour achievement seemed nuts to me. Um But yeah, it's such a good game. Like I'm I'm doing the judoku or the steel yeah, the ju- steel judoku. They seem even harder though cuz like they have almost no damage yeah, output. There's no ability to do damage. They're right. all about like having enemies do damage to each other, but there's a lot of times when they are just not anywhere near each other. Like, it is so random what the alien bug things are attacking. And if they're not directed, pointed, sort of near each other, it's really hard to get them to to fight. Yeah. That game is so good. Well, speaking of video games, should we talk about our assignment? Resident Evil 2, the... Re- the re- the re-eviling. What's it called? biohazard resident evil 2 biohazard so it seems like we all have different levels of experience with the resident evil i've never franchise played a single resident evil or know anything about it i saw the movie okay (laughs) i i played a little bit of the the remake of the first game on the gamecube and then i tried playing it again when they remade that remake on the playstation 4 and i hated both of them which one was the was the first one zero or is the first one one? I think the first one is just one. I think I played a few minutes of Resident Evil Four on the Wii because yeah. somebody told me that version was good, and I bought a pistol oh, yeah. controller. <laughs> uh, but then, in order to shoot the pistol in the game, you had to press one of the buttons that was on top of the Wiimote rather than oh, the trigger. Gross. And so, yeah, I was like, "Well, fuck this." <laughs> I don't think I even finished the tutorial because I was so grouchy about that. Was it a Resident Evil branded pistol? No, it was okay. just some bullshit that I got from Amazon. It's for Link's crossbow training. I think I put like ten minutes into Link's crossbow training, and I was like, "Eh." I, from what I hear, that's what it's worth. Okay. Uh, I did not expect this to be a puzzle game. Yeah, you it's mean like weird. an adventure like, game, kind of, yeah. right? Like, it's, no, definitely it, like is it an adventure game. Like a good twenty, thirty percent missed. There's a lot of things yeah, that are trying like trying a, to be like actual a point puzzles. Like adventure with zombies attacking you, kind of. Yeah. Find it it reminded me a lot of... Place. I remember last year-ish, I played The Evil Within 2, and that is just like the... Although, hey, it's got evil in the title, so I'm sure it's just an homage. I, I think it's, it shares some creators. Mm, okay. I'm not psyched about the inventory situation. You get a hip pouch. Yeah, which gives you like a couple extra slots. The first time I found a safe, I just immediately tabbed over to a walkthrough. Is there supposed to be a way to figure out the combinations to anything? Uh, I have not yet found any safe combinations. I found... All all the combinations are given to you somewhere, but it's different depending on the safe. 
Like, is it going to be on a white or scrolled in blood? Yeah, or is it like there's four red books and then three green books and then two books? Oh, no, it's nothing like that. It'll be like, like I found a roll of film and developed it and it had a safe combination in the picture. Or I found uh, somebody's email says, hey, I I wrote the combination to that safe on the side of the safe. (laughs) So. So, or or something like that. It just there was it just a, straight up tells you you don't have to guess. There was a really cute moment where some cops had like given the new recruit like a room escape game kind of thing. Was that cute or was that like the most contrived bullshit you've ever seen? <laughs> I mean, in a video game. Okay, so it being a room escape deliberately set up by characters for another character in the game is the most sensible puzzle. That I found sure. in that game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, rookie, we're going to need you to find these three ancient amulets <laughs> and put them in this goddess statue so that you can unlock the tunnel to the parking garage. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Who built this? Yeah, the 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 raccoons. police station I think being the absolutely insane is is kind of a matter of of canon. It, I think there are some some messages you can find talking about how the place used to be like like a weird art museum or something yeah, yeah but, but that, that still is, doesn't yeah really, it's, it's super stupid i it, the i feel the, like this the is the first few that, resident evil games kind of lean into how cornball everything is yeah and and i i get the impression that this is a pretty straight ahead re- like it it feels very modern in the shooting but um other than that, I get this. I get the impression this is a pretty straight ahead remake of the of the second game, and I can imagine this playing a lot better with a more abstract art style and a more like with and and dumber voice acting. Like how, it, how I totally forgot know? Resident Evil Seven, which I played a bunch of. Oh yeah, last year. How do you know when a zombie is dead? Like they'll you can shoot them a bunch, I they'll fall over, and think, then they'll stop moving, and then like I think that's to be scary is like you you don't know if it's actually dead. I think if you like explode, sometimes you can explode their heads, and I think they're for real done. Yeah, then, I think right? you can you can just keep shooting it in the head after it falls over until it explodes. Well, that... so here's a question: Why don't you just like get a big brick that you carry around with you and explode their heads <laughs> well, and Kevin, save some fucking it, ammo? It would be a video game if it wasn't about uh, resource management. Yeah. Are you, you're not, like, so far I have not yet, well, that's not true. I ran out of ammo in the, like, tutorial gas station or whatever, and then the, then there was a cutscene where I shot somebody anyway, and I was like, <laughs> cool, cool continuity there, video game. Um, I mean, the tutorial has to teach you that it's often better to just run away from. I guess. it. Yeah. Uh, it. The green herbs, the red herbs, and the that was another like herbs. thing that felt really weird. Like, it it's pretty established now that the affordance for like healing in video games is like, oh yes, I found a vending machine full of soda that will heal me some. But no, you heal with potted plants and like yeah. aerosol deodorant. Yeah. What is going on with that? That is so it's, such it's a very weird strange. choice. Well, that's the main. I mean, maybe when a zombie does that thing on your neck that leaves all the red stuff, what they're actually doing is just like burping some gross like Ugh. swallowed ketchup on right. you. I gotta wipe this off with some leaves. <laughs> you need some yeah, wipe it off with some leaves <laughs> or uh spray some deodorant on it to just kind of cover up the right. I also really enjoyed like, especially in the intro, how name droppy it was with the dumbest names. Like there was a sign saying like Raccoon City, home of umbrella. Yeah. Like <laughs> and like I know that these are nouns that 
are from this lore of the series and you're like, oh yeah, shit. Just taken out of context. It's like, okay, okay. <laughs> oh shit, it's raccoon. It was raining at the find time. Out one underground room where there's a carton of raccoon milk sitting there. <laughs> hmm. No, that's how the outbreak started. <laughs> it would totally be Umbrella Corp. It would not just be Umbrella. That uh, and I think it is Umbrella Corp in the lore. Oh, it is. It's just Umbrella in the sign. Okay. Home and the, and, a, like a, and an icon of an umbrella. Yep. And it was raining. And you're like, okay, so I, clearly I want to go to a raccoon because that's where it's not raining. Do you think it's the umbrella from Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> also, handbag corporation and telephone co- company. <laughs> the it It's... I didn't stop the game because I wasn't having fun. I stopped because I had something else that I had to do. Yeah, it but seems I, like a totally... But I don't really want to go back and play any more of it. Well, like, I, I stopped because, well, because I, I felt like I was a reasonable amount to play. And also, like, this game's too stressful for me. Yeah, I don't like, like the zombies at all. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I absolutely could not have actually played it. <laughs> it's... The fact that your your knife it has like three uses before it breaks is kind of aggravating. I never figured out how to do anything with the knife. When you get attacked, you can like when they are on you, you can stab them with the knife. Oh, and that pushes them off. I got to I found a roll of film and then I went to a dark room and developed it and it was just like some picture of some Civil War guy or something, and I it was just a collectible. Probably. Like, oh, oh, okay. I was gonna guess well, that's like a clue for later. Yeah, because well, there was I, I found a picture of a statue which was a clue for a later puzzle. Huh. So I don't know. Yeah, it's. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that film is bullshit. So I'm never going to pay any attention to anything that comes out of that system ever again. Oh, and then I. <laughs> that would yeah. be a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I. There aren't that many things to interact with, though. I'm sure I would have eventually done it, but. It is a lot of like. Here's a, a lock. Sometimes literally a lock. Sometimes just like a thing that is like functionally a lock, and then you eventually find the key, which is. The thing to unlock that thing. I the it's just the, over and over and over. The again. fundamental failure to understand how a keypad works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this key doesn't work because it doesn't have a you, because the keycap key is missing. Is you can see they they <laughs> depicted the fucking thing that if you pressed it, it yeah. would be. Yep. Which you know, okay. Complaining about plot contrivances. Whatever. The fact that you I, can't jump over a like one foot gap to get to another door is really annoying uh-huh. in the library. There was a thing where it was like, hey, here's some boards, and then you immediately find a window that you can board up. But I was like, hmm, I might need these later. And then a zombie came through and hurt me. I was like, well, okay, you, but I mean, I've gotten a lot of boards. I think you're supposed to use the boards pretty liberally. Okay. Does it actually do anything, or does it prevent get... them from getting through? Oh, okay. At least in my experience, a lot of single zombie dispenser windows in yeah. this police station that I don't even really seem like they're on exterior walls. The the other weird thing, well, not the other weird thing, I'm sure this is like uh, foreshadowing. There was like, I saw some super fast zombie crawl past a window on the second floor or third floor at some point, And I was like, uh, that sounds, that seems creepy, but then haven't seen them yet. So oh, yeah, none of us have run into Mr. X yet either. Uh, I don't know what that is. Oh. Is that the name of it, Riff? And you, you, he's kind of the best part of the game, actually. Uh, I've, I, I've, I found some literature describing the 
the zombies that look like they've been skinned or something, which yeah, the are blind. Liquors. The liquors, yeah. And uh, I hear they're pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's also like, and Mr. <laughs> X is like, I I already feel like this game is too stressful for me. Like, okay, I don't need yeah, the you, extra. You don't need the, the unkillable monster that constantly follows you throughout the environment. <laughs> right. God, that sounds awful. I hate that. It's it's I really liked... mechanically interesting. He uh, like it turns buddy. out that that the way he works is it uh it 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 doesn't cheat except in two specific circumstances. But the way it normally works is it actually tracks that character moving around the police station looking for you, and it it like homes in towards like nearby noises. Like if you. If if you shoot your gun and he is within a certain amount of space, he'll hurt. He'll hear it and start moving toward you. But assuming that he doesn't have a particular direction to go to beeline towards you, he just wanders around the station. But because because he his movement speed is slightly uh, slower than yours, that under normal circumstances that would mean that he could never catch you. So what they do is whenever he is uh whenever he is in a room that's not loaded into memory, which is any any room that is not adjacent to the room that you're in is not loaded. So whenever he's in an unloaded room, he moves at like I think either two or three times his normal speed. So like somebody like I saw a video of somebody had clipped a, the camera outside of the police station so that they could watch him moving around and he just he just buzzes around like super fast looking for you <laughs> and then when he enters a room that's loaded in he suddenly starts moving his normal speed it's kind of I wild. wonder if but, I wonder if that that kind of depth of simulation is actually something a player will notice through normal play like it seems like you could do a um Left for Dead style. Yeah, just a director that like he should show up if nothing scary has happened to you for yeah. a while. There are there something. are two situations where where that does actually happen. There's like one uh, key style object that when you pick it up, he is told exactly where you are, no matter where he is, and just starts running toward you. Mm -hmm. And there's a particular room where when you activate it it teleports him there so that he can smash through the wall and scare you i, I imagine like the his introduction is also a, a fixed yeah like yeah a, his a his appearance thing. on the map is is a fixed event but yeah other than that it it, it plays it super fair which is really interesting to me yeah that's neat this game seems cool I'm not going to play any more of it, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching Super Great Friend uh, play it. And, like, I've watched... I, I watched some of Cole Ross playing it, and I watched some of uh, oh, should, Abby Russell from out. Giant Bomb playing it. And, and those are all fun fun times to watch for different reasons, because they all have different personalities. But Yeah, Hex Crank is a good watch. I should check that one out. I missed the blog. Oh, is that uh, just, like... Like old style forum let's plays. Yeah, yeah, sort of. They were good, but it—I it, don't know. It's you know that guy's got plenty to do. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right, Riff. What's our next assignment and why? Uh, our next assignment is Yuppie Psycho, 
which is a pretty new indie point-and-click adventure thing. I think it's point-and-click adventure. I, I don't know much about it, except it came out recently, and, and uh, people on Twitter seem to like it. And I looked at the trailer, and it looked super weird. So I thought it might be interesting to see what's going on with that. And that All is right, my so reason. We'll see what's going on with that. Gentlemen. I've had a fantastic time recording episode number 372 of Video Games Hot Dog, the pirate radio internet audio <laughs> sh- showcase. And I hope we do it again. Thumbs up to Zach right now. I hope we do it again real soon. That was, I mean, you didn't give me a thumbs up and you said it aloud. Yeah, so that, that's that kind was, of the opposite of a silent thumbs up. That was up. a joke for just the people in the room. Okay. All right. Um, you know, something that I really love is just typing the words thumbs up emoji (laughs) as a response to somebody. Since there is no chef kiss emoji, I keep typing that like in brackets to people. That just means you're not in a good slack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And in the meantime, I hope you'll check out yuppie psycho. Yep. Psycho yuppie. Kakaboo Balaya. Yuppie Psycho. Good night. Have a great week, everybody. Toodles. Kiss Kiss Kiss. Fa 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 f